On this episode, we discuss our personal spoiler policies, plus what should the role of the Jedi be in the galaxy? You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You are right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. Once again, I'm Matt Almuccio, and I'm here with Rodney Clark. Hello, Rodney. Good evening, my good man. How are thee? It's the end of the school year. I'm surviving. Good. You're almost there. <laughs> it's almost, almost there. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Albert Torres. How you doing, Albert? Hello there. I'm doing dandy. Lovely, lovely. And Elena Source, how are you? What's up? Not, not a lot. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet. <laughs> let's get down to business. Let's let you, really let's this is uh, so the t- so the topic. I actually the topic that I like for the well our phantom topic is uh, one that I'm interested to sort of hear about because it came about um, through our messaging each other um, in our excitement over the release of the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Is that too much of a spoiler to say the title of the movie? Not no. anymore. No. It's <laughs> kind of out there already, so does it really matter at this point? Sorry, You're a sorry, nut if you try to avoid that. I mean, especially with the age of the internet. It's like it's, trust me. <laughs> Just become a hermit. Oh, we'll get we're to gonna it. get we're I think we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um but anyways, uh Rodney had uh, said something in there when we were sharing a little bit of our excitement. We didn't share any spoilers in the chat, but just that we were excited about it. And uh, Rodney came out and said, "I don't even want to know anything." This man um, shut us down. Uh, yeah, which is which is I believe somewhat on the extreme end, um, and so I'm interested to hear Rodney's take on all this. But the uh, but it sort of had us thinking. Well, uh, you know, uh, what are our takes on spoilers, um, and and how do we like to be spoiler free, and what do we like to be spoil free about, um, and. Uh, and I, I'm so anxious to hear from Rodney on this one and say, so um, I I believe you're the most spoiler-free person of all of us, but I kind of want to hear how you feel about spoilers. All right. Normally, I love to sit and theorize and discuss and, you know, have all the discussions of what I think could happen, what I want could happen, what I don't want to happen. But maybe about two years ago, I just kind of stopped looking at everything. Because it kind of ruined it for me. You know, I would be a part of these discussions that would literally just map out the whole movie. And it's it became a, a, a movie-going experience of just checking off things. Like, yep, knew that was going to happen. Yep, knew that was going to happen. Oh, yep, okay, I was right. So it really started it with the... Um, the did Avengers first come out before uh, Last Jedi or afterwards? I don't remember. Which one? Which, which one? Uh, first, Infinity, Infinity War, you mean? Okay, so yeah, so that came out after Last Jedi. Yeah. So Last Jedi was the first time I actually approved this or tested this theory. I didn't watch anything except for the first trailer at Celebration. 
And after that, anytime it came up, I literally covered my eyes, clo- I mean, you know, <laughs> covered my ears and did the whole la 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 la. Like, didn't, no. I was at a, uh, a, a troop at a baseball game. No, it was a hockey game. And they played the second new trailer. And literally, myself and three other members kind of ran <laughs> away from it because we were all in the same. <laughs> no, no, literally. Shut my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought that they were showing like mass murder on this. It's like on the big, big giant Wait, screen, was this, booming was this the, the sound. Um, not the Devils. It was the one in Brooklyn. Um, uh, 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 Flyers. Yeah, oh, sure. The Flyers. That, that'll work. He's like a sport. <laughs> it was a sport, Steam. and they had us out trooping. And it was myself and a couple of the members. We literally just ran away, and we all huddled in the corner as if a bomb was going off with our <laughs> eyes closed. And our- I'm just imagining Rodney like running in, in, for me. his life. In, in, in a full Jedi kit, myself, uh, there, was a, there was a Princess Leia and I think a, a, a rebel pilot all huddled together as if, you know, we were doing bomb drills back in the 40s or 50s. Oh my They're going goodness. to bomb take so cover. So funny. But, but I, I'll tell you this, though. It, Get up. it made for a great movie watching experience. I literally was on the edge of my seat sitting in the, um, in the theater the first time I saw the movie. Um, and every moment like that came on was like, whoa, okay, yeah, uh, uh, okay, yeah. And this was The Last Jedi we're talking about here, one of the most scrutinized and hated, loved, whatever. Like My first impression of it was just, it was a great experience not having expectations and being surprised. And the only way to get that is to not go on message boards, not look at theory videos on YouTube and literally not have discussions with other people. I did the same thing with um, Infinity War and I did the same thing with Endgame. And I ex- I feel that I experienced it for the first time in a very absolute way because I had no judgment. I had no uh, preconceived notions or and it was just like, I want to say pure, but that's the best way I could say it, you know. So it works, at least for me. So now with the uh, Rise of Skywalker, since that's all over the place, I couldn't avoid the, the title, but I haven't watched the, the trailer at all, and, well, I, it, and I don't it, want to. Here's something, that I, here's something that I find that's funny, though, because I think you had mentioned in the, in the chat that you were pretty much going to leave Facebook, but you haven't quite yet? No, I, I can't <sighs> technically leave Facebook because I have to distribute so much communication and information for uh, the various groups I'm a part of, but I literally do scroll by very quickly. To things. <laughs> actually, I think you can actually mute stuff. I know on like Twitter, you can mute certain words or topics. I think. Maybe, um, I don't yeah. know I if don't you know can if do Facebook that on Facebook. That but like uh, that's, that's a lot of mouse clicking and stuff to dig into. I think you can find a plugin or something like that. But scrolling mouse. really fast is also good. Yeah, <laughs> just just hide, like have a car crash. Scroll fast. If I see any mention of it. Uh, I, literally, I just I just flick my screen up and just nope, uh, nope, 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 and it's <laughs> worked no. so far. I haven't watched the new. I haven't watched the trailer. Um, the, te- the teaser I, that is right because did they have a new trailer or no? No, no it's just, just the just one, the and then and then some. Can can I say what's been released? The photos. There's not. I'm not telling you what's in the photos. But. Yeah. Nope. Oh, nah, like set photos. <laughs> yeah. The the Vanity Fair thing came out, and my Facebook feed lit up. And I just said, you know what? No, no. Yeah. no, we got the we got the nice public service announcement from you, which is please yes. don't post anything, please. Uh, uh, I know, I know, I know. Someone came and gave him a smart response to something like that, and I'm like, well, again, you can just start a group and share it there. But you know what it is? Yeah, too? no, seriously. It's it's really hard because 
90% of my Facebook people now are all Star Wars fans from the various groups. So if the, if the oh three God, yeah. of y'all share it, that means that 30,000 other people also on my feed are sharing it. So it's really hard to avoid. <laughs> so I literally said, hey, guys, hey guys, listen, you're not the first one to share this. You're not beating no one to the punch. And I think that there's, there's a certain amount of that when it comes to Facebook. People like to be the first to share things. People oh want my to God. be the person I to find that it. so annoying. I know exactly what you're talking about. And now I don't even bother sharing stuff because literally everyone's probably seen it already. So what's the point of just... Like, oh my God! Here's the thing—the photo you've seen five thousand times today. Like, it's, you get to see it again. <laughs> it's, it's literally what keeps me alive. Imagine everybody you know standing in a circle, passing notes. That's the same note all over the <laughs> place. That, that's what it Johnny is. Johnny pooped his pants. Yeah. Pass the notes. It's a really bad game of telephone. And then you have, you know, when when people are sharing theories and sharing this, if it pops up on my feed, and I'm friends with half the people you're friends with. Our Facebook feeds are all the same now with the same Vanity Fair thing and the, the, the trailer yeah. and then this and this and Galaxy's Edge now is blowing up my Facebook. Like, I know that's not a spoiler thing, but okay, guys, we, I we, think we it, got it, it. I don't know, actually, because... Um, yeah, I was going to say, I, I actually feel more... Spo- I actually want to go into that almost more spoiler-free than a movie, in a way. Yeah, Because so the imagine- only time... The yeah. only time... So, do you know the planet that Galaxy's Edge is based off of? No. I don't know. Okay, and then I won't it, say anything. Well, it was mentioned in a it was mentioned in a book, but yes. like that's the only time. So I don't know if they're setting it for another movie or what the deal with that is. But Ilio, yeah, what? no, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, um, yeah, um, so, so imagine Galaxy's Edge. Like everybody's excited to go, but imagine if I took my phone and made a video guided tour of it and put it on Facebook. I and, may or may not have watched one of them. i wanted to see i knew it wasn't gonna go anytime soon i'm poor guys yeah (laughs) i might as well live vicariously through someone (laughs) okay i i understand but okay but if you plan on going then i completely understand that yeah yeah and it's almost a, a lot of it goes back to also with the recent social media craze of videotaping everything it sound like the old Blogging. man in the room Back in my day, you went to a concert and you just put lighters up in the air. Now the entire place is lit up with people's cell phones videotaping the the concert. (laughs) So, number one, as as a former musician, I don't want you broadcasting what I'm charging money for, number one. And number two, I want people to get the experience of seeing it with me. You know, uh, there's no no crowd like a Star Wars crowd. If you watch a Star Wars movie with a Star Wars crowd, it's a different experience. It's up there with Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's up there with like Clue fans. If you know, if you ever watch the old Clue movies, like it's very interactive, and mm-hmm. I, I, I want to experience that. There's a certain way that I like to experience movies now, and I've got it narrowed down. And sadly enough, it all comes down to not seeing anything until I walk into the theater. Yeah, that's, that's I completely me. agree. And if you don't mind, um, I want to go off of. Uh, what Rodney was saying because and it's funny that you mentioned the Avengers because I'm kind of in the same boat as you now where I actively avoid spoilers um, to the point where I won't even go into a Disney store because a lot of the times uh, the toys are spoilers like you actually won't hear much about certain maybe characters and until you go to the store and you're like oh who the heck is this so and actually, I think they actually did that for the new movie. There's uh, a new character that they revealed via toy. I won't mention who it is. But, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I don't think that is actually one, but that's just my guess. 
I'll, anyway, I'll do on. you. I'll do you okay. one better. I'll do you one better. Episode two is about to come out. They have the Midnight Madness at Toys R Us. Rest in peace. You know, never forget. And I buy. <laughs> I, I buy back, the. Though. They're coming back. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> let's hope. So I buy the toys because I'm there. Midnight Madness. Got to do it. I buy the Anakin toy, and his arm falls off. No. <laughs> wow. You see what I'm saying? Oops. So now, fast forward like another month or two, I'm sitting in the theater. And, you know, he gets it cut off. And I literally said out now, uh, I knew it. And that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, I don't want to buy the toys. Okay, so it's not something that's recent. It's been going on for a while now. Yeah, it's, it's been a thorn in my side. And I finally did the math and figured out a formula to avoid it. Well, so um, going back, uh, I started doing this because of Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. um, where I will maybe watch a teaser trailer. But the point of a trailer is to hype you up to go see a movie. If it's a movie you know you're going to see, what's the point of watching the trailer for it, really? That's like my philosophy with it. So um, before Avengers Infinity War came out, I was obsessed with seeing everything and anything I could uh, before a movie. And I think that Marvel really milked the crap out of Infinity War. Like, they had a new tr- new trailer, like, every week, almost, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. And well, it's like, the, you watch... How about the new trailer for Spider-Man, which, if you haven't seen Endgame, spoils Endgame. I don't know about right? it. See, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I don't know okay. anything. It does. Okay, um, I'm just... It does. I mean, that doesn't spoil anything. It just tells you that it does. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been seeing stuff about it, but I don't know what it is, because I haven't watched it. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Ronnie, what you were saying is about like mentally checking off stuff. It's something that I do. I've been doing all my life and never realized it. But you like watch a trailer, and the Russo brothers even admitted that they put scenes in the trailers that are not actually in the movie. Yep. So you go in waiting to see a certain scene or expect a certain thing to happen, and you're like watching the movie, like, oh wait, this scene hasn't happened yet. I wonder when it's going to come up. So you're yeah. sitting there, and that's all you're thinking about instead of actually just being immersed into the movie and i remember coming out of infinity war thinking i'm not as excited as i thought i would be because i kind of expected a lot of this stuff to happen because i watched all the freaking trailers but then when endgame came i told everyone's like don't talk to me about it i watched the first initial uh, teaser by accident actually (laughs) and then from there i just avoided everything i could and then when i went to go see it i had the best movie experience of my life it was so good just being completely surprised and shocked by what they threw at you in that movie. Oh, so yeah. I am kind of in the same boat. I don't know if we, if I go as far as you do to avoid spoilers, but things like the toys, I try not to look at um, set pictures for rise of Skywalker. I was okay with seeing, but from now on, I know if there's going to be any new trailers, I'm not going to watch them. Uh, but yeah, that's where I am. I'm not quite that extreme. Um, <laughs> With, with it in that if anything's released by the company I'm okay with seeing it I so so I'll tell you I'll tell you sort of a funny story which is before the force awakens came out I of course was a little bit excited about it um, mm-hmm. un, understatement but um, but uh, I wanted to go, to go opening night pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to go I wanted to go opening night but uh, that wasn't happening, and I was gonna go. I was actually gonna take a day off of school and go opening day. But we had uh, a meet rescheduled for that day, so I couldn't. So I couldn't Ooh. actually. I couldn't actually go to see it on Saturday, and on so on Friday, uh, a bunch of the kids had already seen it at school, and apparently one kid was running down the hallway at some point shouting, the spoilers. You know, particularly I think Khan dies or something. 
I didn't hear. What a little. Right. So, so, so the kids were, the kids were all talking about it and I hadn't heard it yet. And I literally sat each one of my classes down and I was like, listen, guys, if you spoil the movie for me, I will fail you. And I'm not. Oh my God. I was like, and I, and, and I, I know you know the difference between me kidding or not kidding, and uh, look at my face right now. And they were just like, oh, uh, You start, like, uh, crying. You're, like, so pissed that some kid's running around, like, oh, I swear to God. So I was scared to death the whole time. Um, that, <laughs> and, and so when, actually, the biggest relief of the movie was that I made it to the opening credits with, or the, or the opening thing without actually getting spoiled. I'm um, so proud of you. Congrats. Um, it, yeah, but, but... <laughs> I didn't go in completely spoiler-free, and I also, working in a school, know that, like, at some point it's inevitable. At some point I'm going to get spoiled something. Mm-hmm, and so I've yeah. kind of taken the thing, especially with Star Wars, I know that I'm going to see the movie 500 times. So, like, I, I do want to pre- try to preserve that first time, because it definitely helps. But I also know that I'm going to see it so many times that at some point I'm going to for- forget the forget not having seen and knowing everything about it. So I, I don't think, and I don't really feel like if you'd known Han died, it would have ruined the movie. Um, no, not at all. But like having that shock factor is definitely really nice. It's, you know, uh, I mean, I went as far as like, just to give you an idea of how much of a, like how polar different I am. I used to not only watch all the trailers and stuff, but I would follow paparazzi accounts down in Atlanta, who would take set photos and stuff. Um, like, they would sneak them, like, for, for like, Infinity War or whatever the Marvel movie was that was coming up, and I would, like, scour the internet for anything I could find, any leaked photos, plot stuff, whatever, and now I'm just like, nope, I don't want to know anything. Like, that's how <laughs> much of a difference. Yeah. I don't want to be spoiled. I definitely don't want to be spoiled on the big stuff. I don't, you know, I there's definitely a lot to be said for the experience of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I had similar experience with Endgame. Is that I? I mean, I'd seen the trailers. I wasn't. I don't follow that stuff as much as I do Star Wars. So, um, I, you know, although I will say this, it was, and I, I loved Endgame. I actually really liked it, but it was fairly predictable in terms of what was going to happen. You even, even not having spoilers, probably could have seen the running on the wall for a lot of it. Um, oh yeah, and- I mean they had to wrap it up. So, to a degree, stuff will always be a little bit predictable, but um, it's still nice to kind of see how a writer will go about doing it. I think so. It's right, which is why I'm okay. Wa- but I guess that's saying that that's why I'm okay watching the trailers because I don't, unless I mean, gosh, unless unless they're really desperate to get you into that theater, they're not going to spoil too much. And especially Star Wars, you know that like. We we haven't seen anything major. If anything, they're trying to they're trying to like trick you with what they're showing you. I mean, yeah, um, that's the same thing with Marvel too. I mean, they don't give up as much, but I feel like uh, with Infinity War, I think they really milked it to a point where it was really it left kind of a bad taste in my mouth after seeing the movie and thinking back like, wow, I just I kind of wish I never watched any of the trailers and just kind of went in totally blind. Much. Yeah, they pretty well, much yeah. played the whole movie in the trailers, pretty much, right? Yeah, well, Infinity War was a <laughs> yeah, funny one of. for me because I remember them announcing it as Infinity War being two movies, and yeah, then they announced, and then they announced that it wasn't two movies, 
And so then when it ended and I was like, no, it really is two movies now, that was a big surprise to me. I was like, wait a minute, it didn't actually end with it ending. So that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Disney's getting really creative with the trailers. Uh, if you remember, that's a, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, yeah, you know. If you remember going back to Infinity War, it was the shot of the Hulk running with everybody else in Wakanda. That didn't happen. They took him out. Yeah, that's true. And right. also, even with Rogue One, the shot with um, uh, oh Felicity. well, Rogue One's a whole uh, other story. I can't think of her name. <laughs> Why, I can't think Felicity Jones. Jin, Jin or so. Yeah, with Jin or so oh. in in the lighted hallway. They shot that just to have some footage of that, and it ended up in the trailer, and it was never in the movie. And then uh, the director came that out. That whole was, movie, wasn't that whole movie, like, reshot, though? Yeah, it was like it was a com- You watch the first trailer now after seeing it so many times, like, it's a completely different movie from yeah. what it ended up being. A lot of stuff is sitting someplace in a, in a, on a cutting room floor, as they say. So, and yes, if you look know. at, um, even with Endgame, um, they digitally remove people and you know switch things around. Black Panther, if you remember the the shot on the trailer where the camera's spinning around, it actually yeah. turned out to be Killmonger and not actually uh, Black Panther that was walking in the shot. So they they know that they're starting to redirect people to give you an impression. You walk. Well, they do it so that people way. can't predict what happens because yeah. people are getting too too smart. <laughs> they're getting yeah. too good at predicting yeah. at what happens, so they try and throw people off on purpose. And then the, the thing that ruined it for uh, Endgame is that one set picture of everybody back in New York from the first movie. It, it, it was so everywhere to where I couldn't even avoid it. And then I immediately realized, yep, they're going to do time travel. Damn, there goes the whole movie for me because... Uh, yeah, the, I, the even I saw right that. I, I, I don't know. I thought that that was... I mean, it was what was going to happen. You knew they were. I, I, I mean, you I had some knew, idea, but it's still I like had some oh, idea. Man. The t- time travel was going to play a part, whether it be with the stone or something entirely different. Honestly, I would. I was hoping that that they wouldn't bring everybody back. Just let's just move on. I hope. I mean, well, I really wanted. Here's he was he was my version of in game. Tony Stark dies in space, like. Have a couple of like okay, <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. I know it's extreme. I know it's and, and I know it's a lot, but follow me on this. Robert Downey Jr. is an amazing actor. He's proven it. He played a, a white dude dressed as a black dude. That's it for me. He gets my uh, my respect totally. If he would have had maybe three monologue scenes of him recording the the data file for uh, for Pepper, those little moments really would have carried the entire movie. We check back in every now and then with him on the ship. And then the last time he's he just he's just unconscious and dead. He dies in space. God if you look damn. at Castaway, if you look at um I Am Legend, uh any movie where a person is trapped by themselves, they give you a great performance because, you know, it's kind of the the intensity. And I really wanted that to be his swan song, how he goes out. We all know that this MCU started with Iron Man and it was gonna end with Iron Man. And I think having him die in space would have been really just epic, you know, and, and would have been a well, great opportunity for him to really show his acting chops to everybody. I don't well, agree that, with and, you, but uh, I was just going to say, I think the way they, um, I think we're at a point where the spoiler ban is lifted, but I think having him sacrifice himself in the end, even, you know, like, cause in the beginning he was very egocentric and having him kind of have this 180 with his character, I think is very full circle in a sense. True. Well, this, this brings, that is this interesting. Brings... <laughs> This brings to me to like what I do like to spoil, which is or I do like to avoid, which is speculation, because um, I think that's what leads to sort of disappointment, which mm-hmm. is that if you're sitting there speculating too much, 
I, I, I mean, my, I have a friend who we've talked about this a lot with the, with the Last Jedi, and that one of the things that happened with the Last Jedi was that everybody had spent so much time speculating as what they thought it would be that when it didn't quite meet what you thought it should be, um, then that's when people were were totally disappointed by the movie and and had trouble accepting it for what it was. So I I I personally that's the one thing I do try to avoid is is speculating and doing too much of that because I think the speculation for me is what if I go into a movie and I'm like I really need it to be this and it's not that then it's going to be disappointing. But if I go in and I just say, listen, this movie needs to be what it needs to be and what the person made it to be, um, then it allows for me to just experience the movie and not not sit there comparing, oh, well, that happened, well, I wouldn't have done that, or I would have done that, or, you know, I can just experience the movie and enjoy it for whatever it is. Um, and, and so that's, that's where I go completely spoil-free. I don't want to see any speculation or... You know what's going to happen, and, and and that's what I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to avoid somebody speculating about you know even crazy stuff because I just want to see what did they do, what did they decide to do, and then you know not that we won't talk about it and try to figure out, but um, but at this point I it's safe to say that I'm sold as a Star Wars fan on Star Wars, so um. So I, you know, I don't need it to be anything more than what it is, um, and and I that's where that's where I stand with it. Albert, what? How do you? Why don't you weigh in for us on this? I was just basically quiet because I am the complete opposite of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I to a point don't want you know ending spoilers or any of the such, uh, but I am the type of person who wants to kind of know like the first fifteen minutes of whatever, right? Um, at first, I try so desperately hard. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm gonna try going in blind or whatever. Right? Just, just go in blind. Nope. I see one little thing. I'm like, I gotta go see that. Um, <laughs> but basically, when I went and saw the Force Awakens, um, you know, besides some of the trailers and whatever, I kind of went completely blind with that. Um, I when when the Force Awakens came out. Uh, is when I started getting back into Star Wars, as I mentioned before in one of the previous episodes. Um, and I still was in the, under the impression that it was still Legends canon, right? So when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I go to, I turn to my friends, I'm like, yo, I know who that is. Like, hey, who is that? Yeah, that's that's Han Solo's, uh, uh, you know, son. And uh, that girl is his daughter, right? Like, really? I'm like, yeah, they were like, they were twins or whatever, right? And, and in the comics or whatever, right? And they have a third kid. I don't know where the hell that third kid is, but whatever. <laughs> and as the movie was like going through, they're like, Ben Solo. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not his name. That's not his name at all. <laughs> and then like just stuff happened. I'm like, yeah, they just changed everything. So after the movie like ended, is when I looked up and they were like, yeah, all all that stuff in Legends is just thrown out the window. I'm like. Wow, you know, I, but like I was blown away because I didn't know anything, and it, like my expectations were like, you know, were like, oh, oh, that just happened, oh my god, you know. But with movies like The Last Jedi and stuff like that, I know for a fact one of the things I do the most is actually look into every single costume that's been like shown or whatever. Uh, with the la with the Rise of Skywalker. I know for a fact I'm like scouring the internet for like every little bit of new armor 
or whatever, or like uh, some of the other characters that are like announced that I won't say. But um, I'm I, horrible. I'm horrible. Just this, this trailer. Like if it's a trailer, I want to watch. You were saying the armor. That's the one thing that's hard for me because as a cosplayer, I used to. Uh, before I kind of decided to not look into spoilers, but I would, one of the things I would do was go out of my way to find as many reference photos I could for certain costumes because I wanted to like, you know, possibly make it or make it. And I wanted to get on top of it right away because, you know, when you have something that's not from a movie that hasn't even been released yet, it's like, Ooh, and now it's really hard because I will maybe see something uh, a costume that I really love from a new movie that I want to go see, but I'm like, ah, oh, damn it, I don't want to see spoilers, so you I know don't. How hard it is, how hard it is, is like basically like right now, like when I was like mentioning the last Jedi, I was gonna mention that one costume that I saw, and I'm like, oh, but I can't because these guys don't want to. It is such a hard thing, honestly, to like be so super excited about something, and like you want to, you want to stay spoil, uh, spoil free. But like, if a trailer drops and new info drops, you kind of want to be like, let me, let me, let me just take a peek at it. Let me just, let me just a little bit, just a little bit, and then you go and then in you there, fall like, down the rabbit one more hole. page, <laughs> one more page, right? <laughs> and you kind of go down that rabbit hole. But I know for a definite fact, um, especially with Endgame and everything like that, I actually try to stay away from um, the spoilers or whatever. I know for a fact they leaked the ending to Endgame online somewhere, and I they specifically. Did? No, not David, but like somebody did. Um, oh, Cheers. and um, I was like, "Oh, that's out." I really don't want to know. Um, you know, like stuff like that. Again, like I, I, I don't want to know the ending. I don't want to know the twist. Again, I just want to see like the first fifteen minutes. I guess you can say of something, so that, that can always hold me over, and I could always go back to watch that same fifteen minutes or whatever, just to be like, "Okay, uh, l let me see this." Okay, I'm satisfied. I am good. But uh, I know for a fact one of the jokes that like everyone was making was the whole Ant Man and Thanos. Oh God! <laughs> I know for a fact was some, the one person who saw the movie before me. I literally had to confirm one thing. I'm like, did this happen, or did they at least make a reference or a joke at it or whatever? Because everyone and their mother were saying it. No. Okay, I'm good. I'm satisfied. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. But, well, uh, let's, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into our main topic. I really actually didn't think that this intro topic was going to be a long one, but a Sounds like we could talk about spoilers for a while, so maybe we'll revisit it at some point, but let's get into our main topic. Um, and the main topic for tonight is uh, is inspired, to me, by actually episode one, because uh, one of the coolest things about seeing episode one the first time I saw it was to actually see active Jedi in, in their prime, or at least, you know, near their prime, uh, doing things and kind of seeing how Jedi operated and acted, and I, and then over the course of, of that trilogy, you know, you sort of see a, an evolution of, of the Jedi in general, um, and that's always kind of got me thinking, you know, with the way that I understand Jedi, um, what, sh you know, what should the role of a Jedi be in, in a galaxy? You know, what, what, what should they do? I mean, they're obviously great warriors, and uh, and can win battles and and uh, and we see them as great generals and but they talk about being peacekeepers and and if you read things they have lots of different roles um, all over the galaxy although there are not a ton of them 
and uh, you know, I just it just got I me. Mean, you know, I constantly think about what like what should their role be, uh, given that there's a limited number of them, um, and, you know, and were they utilized actually as generals and warriors correctly, or uh, you know, um, you know what should what should the role of the Jedi be? Um, so uh, I don't know, Elena, you want to start us off, or you got any yeah. thoughts there? <laughs> uh, okay, well. I was thinking about this a little bit before, um, so I may actually not be the best person to weigh on this on this too much, but um, I can kind of speak from someone who was um, kind of, I want to say maybe raised more on the prequels and the newer yeah. canon. Uh, so I'm not too, too familiar with legends and like the old Republic and what the Jedi were like then. Uh, so... In fairness, in fairness, I can't say too much about it in, in any great detail. I'm more thinking about within the context of the movies. Okay. Um, so I feel like where we see, first see the Jedi Order actively in Episode 1, um, it kind of seemed right to me, where they were, uh, they were the generals in the war, or the impending war that was coming, uh, and they were the peacekeepers, essentially, which is repeated so many times, but you see that when, when they, you see Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan going to uh, lead a negotiation and, and whatnot. Um, but then later on, and especially in shows like The Clone Wars, where they kind of question the role of the Jedi in the war and in general, um, I, I found myself questioning it, too, like, oh, you know, maybe they're more involved than they need to be, and and uh, I kind of always had a hard time wrapping my head around the politics of it all. Uh, but when you look at the movies as a whole now, especially with the newer canon, where uh, there's a potential that there may be a new order besides the Jedi and the Sith, that that the time of the Jedi and the Sith are over, that there's going to be a new order. And it's not, uh, you know, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, maybe it was because uh, towards the end of the Jedi Order, there was no need for them anymore, or they were causing that disbalance. So um, I, don't, I can't say concretely where I think they stand, um, but that's just kind of my general philosophy, I guess. But <laughs> mm. yeah. all say, over the place. <laughs> Well, to basically more or less quote Tarkin is that basically we, there was a moment in the show where he was speaking to um to Anakin and, and I forgot in the Clone exact Wars? yeah in the Clone Wars oh, okay I forgot the exact com uh, the way the conversation was going but basically Tarkin um uh, says that he finds that the Jedi's tactics are inefficient and that the co uh, the Jedi code prevents him from going far enough to achieve victory do whatever it takes to win and the very reason that's the very reason why peacekeepers should not be leading a war and to you know a point i agree with tarkin um is that i guess jedis peacekeepers should not be leading a war like um i mean yes they're you know a valuable tool in terms of war like the other side they didn't really have uh, any force um, users and stuff like that due to the Sith code of like only being two um, so basically having like an army of Jedi who like basically are running you know uh, not running what else did I say leading an army basically uh, does more uh, damage 
in a sense. I, I don't know if I'm explaining it right or whatever. I would disagree with that because um, although their methods of trying to be more pacifist um, in a sense kind of helped with the mor- morality aspect of it where they weren't just like, oh, go and kill everyone. Um, but at the same time, it may have may have kind of, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because here's the thing what you got to take into consideration, though, is the fact that because of this war, and I think we brought this up again in a previous episode, is that a lot of the Jedi were slowly but surely turning in, uh, to the dark side because of the war. You have people like Prong Krell and that one other guy, I forgot his name, but he has dreads. Oh, um, Quinlan Vosk. Yeah, Quinlan Vosk, you know. You had people like that who basically, you know, I think Quinlan Vosk, for, uh, to a point, actually um, turned to the dark side and, like, the last second was like, yeah, no, that's bad. Uh, well, he yeah, did. No, it's it's uh, more complicated than that, but yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with the war. You have to read Dark Disciple to really get some insight on what happened to Quinlan Vos, but I, I would say that it wasn't the war that made him yeah, like that. That was a whole nother war. thing. But but uh, I don't well, I don't disagree on the fact that um, although they were the um, the voice of reason in a sense and on certain morality issues, I'm sure they were questioning their own morality many times with the decisions that they would have to make because sometimes they were going in and killing people and it you know that's just the way of war and for the jedi that might be damaging to their philosophies or however you want to put it true i mean true but like then again like like take take okay take in the uh take have very the, concrete um, opinions i swear <laughs> i know but take for example like how the world is like Prequel, original trilogy, and then sequel, right? You have, uh, again, you have these guys who, again, are supposed to be peacekeepers but are leading a war, and it's a war that basically did so much damage and devastation, really. Um, Again, I honestly feel because of the war, and literally Yoda was contemplating the entire time about the war, um, and, like, every once in a while, Mace Windu had to come in and basically kind of, like, ease his worries and stuff like that, like... I believe we're, you know, we're doing the right thing. It's like, yeah, I guess you're right. But, again, characters like uh, Prong Krell, who were like, oh, I'm just going to like sell out you know, these clones and the whole Jedi Order and I'm going to go join Dooku because, you know, power and all that good stuff. Um, and, again, going back to, um, to a prior episode, just bringing up a topic um, where Anik, I feel that Anakin did good by basically eliminating the... Jedi Order was eventually. I listen. I I still I stand fast by that. No. Am I oh my god! No. Shut your I, clone I, mouth. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think that said. this is gonna have to be a whole episode. Is us trying to convince Albert that he's Come just insane? No, <laughs> I'm insane. But no, but just let me let me just just. just Hear me out, hear me out. Uh, no. <laughs> but no, it's just, I, I, basically, look, they're peacekeepers, and they should have been peacekeepers. Due to how the war was, uh, basically, they got their uh, butts kicked in, and uh, no more Jedi. You have original trilogy where there is no Jedi, but then Luke basically kind of rises and stuff, and just starts, you know, you know, screwing up the uh, the Empire. And then, you know, he's keeping peace now at this point. And then all of a sudden, 
stuff happens and now you have the sequel trilogy where there is really no Jedi and there is no peace because Luke basically decided, you know what? You guys don't need Jedi. Jedi bad, you know. Je Jedi the reason for why all the bad stuff is happening. You know, we should have just stayed where we are. We gave rise to characters like Palpatine and, you know, um, and I mean, Darth Vader, you know. Just, I, that's that's why I say they should have just stayed as peacekeepers and, like, not lead a war. You know well, what I mean? Like, they should be, like, more involved in the politics of things. May, well, maybe. I don't know if politics is the right way to go, but but there's certainly a, a incredible dichotomy that they're dealing with, which is that their whole philosophy is predicated on peace and being peaceful and, and respectful and centered, and uh, yet they're warriors. Um, and there's definitely a major, you know... Hypocrisy, basically, right? Well, I don't know. Oh, I'm not trying to say hypocrisy. I'm just saying that it's it's a difficult thing. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if you've, see, if you've seen the deleted scene from The Last Jedi where um, Ray uh, Ray hears uh, or sees some ships coming, and it's uh, it's the caretakers uh, uh, going towards the caretaker village. And, oh my um, God! Yes. Oh. And, and 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 Luke tells her that uh, that it's pirates coming to pillage, and uh, and she she gets you know she gets all upset and says she has to go running after to save them, and Luke stops her and says. Listen, that's that's not the Jedi way because the Jedi would say you can't go there because if you go there and save them, then you know they're the the pirates are going to come back in greater numbers later, and you won't be there to save them. So uh, so you shouldn't go. And uh, and of course he's using that to bring up the fact that that some of the stuff that the Jedi uh, you know represents sort of don't go together, right? It's hard to be a warrior. And uh, a protector of the peace, and how do you, no, how do you reconcile scene. those things? Oh my god, that, no. That, uh, it was a hard scene to watch because they're so cute. <laughs> I'm it, like, it, no! Well, well, the, yeah, the ending of that scene is that it's a joke, that, that it wasn't actually pirates coming, and, and the whole thing, and it kind of get you know, it, it, you'll have to see the scene, it's actually a pretty cool scene, but... Um, but anyways, it was an interesting thing to hear him, you know, hear him talk about, you know, and I, and that, and that, I guess that's, that's sort of almost... A reconcile of the the original trilogy with the prequels trilogy in terms of the Jedi, in that you know the Yoda, the way that Yoda talks about it and wars not being great and I guess maybe he's speaking from experience, but he's you know he's definitely much more of a of a peaceful creature and more philosophical um, than we necessarily see him in the prequels where you know he's he's helping lead a war even though he's skeptical of everything involved with it. Um, He's still helping with it, and uh, and that that's why I question, like, you know, should they be involved in, I mean, they're warriors, but should they be involved in military? I mean, you know, or they should they be more like police? Um, or, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe the warrior in that sense is being the ultimate police, and, and Qui-Gon in episode one, you know, certainly just trying to protect what's right when when uh, the trade dispute is happening, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you, you know, he's, he's definitely, you know, he's definitely saying like this, I'm protecting from injustice, but once the war starts, it becomes much muddier. Where it's like, um, oh, we can't get involved with this because it's not like under our jurisdiction. <laughs> well, and they're, and they're conflicted about it. Like Mace Window is like, we, you know, we, we are, you know, we're peacekeepers. We can't fight the whole war. 
Um, and, and, you know, I feel like they were also and, saying that to themselves, kind of trying to convince themselves that they're peacekeepers a lot of the time, because it's, you know, cause a lot of the times what they were doing was not very peaceful. So it makes you think maybe they were just trying to convince themselves too. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying before that, yeah. uh, the morality thing, it's, it must've been affecting them psychologically a lot as well and hurting their order as a whole. But also looking at this, it's hard for me personally uh, to make a judgment because I don't know exactly what the Jedi were like prior to the war. What was their role beforehand? What was their presence in everyday society? Because for me, it's for the most part, even before the war in the prequel movies, it was, it was leading up to the war, the peace negotiations and stuff. So that's why it's kind of like I have a hard time giving some input in that sense. Well, I think that'd be something cool for them to get into, actually, if, if they wanted to in future movies, since most of the stuff that we do know about it is no longer that's canon. What, that's what there's can. there's rumors about that they're going to do in Old Republic. Whoa, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I'm kidding. What? What's the spoiler with that? <laughs> Rodney, you know, what, what, oh, what are you thinking? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And I think it's pretty well known by everyone that if it wasn't for the Jedi, I really would care less about Star Wars. So, um, yeah. So my impression. Well, now, at least now everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reading the bulletin. Uh, okay, so before the Clone Wars, the Jedi were the peacekeepers to settle the dispute, guys. Let's call a neutral party. Therapists, even if uh, to bring it to the real world, let's just say uh, marriage counselors. If you're having a dispute between two people, let me call a third person. And marriage now, counselors with a lightsaber. For defense. For defense. For defense. Not to be used in aggression. So they're not going to attack you, but they may stop you from attacking the other person across the table. <laughs> that's the rule Cut for that. positions in half. So that's, way- that, that's its own series, I think. <laughs> oh my Jedi lord, that is so counselor, funny. Mace Windu sitting there. You will do the dishes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way I rationalize it is, you know, if two warring parties were having an issue, you would call in a Jedi to mediate the dispute. Uh, Mace Windu says it in episode two. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin just returned from a border dispute on Anseon. That's a perfect example of how, how I believe the Jedi were used before the Clone Wars. Um, the Jedi were good for that because their mandate, their, their mandate basically said that they would have no allegiances to anyone, so you couldn't bribe a Jedi. They were a true, or they were supposed to be, a true neutral party. They had no allegiances, no alliances, no roles and responsibilities except for the will of the Force and the greater good of the galaxy. So, you know, to, to bring it back to the real world, it's like when your kids are fighting, you as a parent, all right, what did you do? What did you do? How did that make you feel? Well, can you fix this for this person so they're happy and you guys can live on in a peaceful galaxy? Yes. Okay. Master Obi-Wan out. And that that's kind of how I saw it. They did the use of the lightsaber was more of a meditation tool, a focusing technique to help them channel their focus inward onto the force. If you hold no allegiances and no, uh, no obligations, you, you just live for the universe. You have no sense of self. 
You could look at the Buddhist monks. You could look at, uh, you know, even when some people who live off the grid, they're not trying to have big houses or anything. They're just trying to live. Um, that's how I always saw the Jedi before the Clone Wars. What made them a good candidate for being generals, except, you know, outside of the, the plot to destroy the Jedi, was the fact that they weren't, they, they didn't have malice. They weren't trying to take over. They just wanted to settle the dispute. So now with the, with, with the rise of the droid army, obviously the droid army invades. The Jedi come in with their clones to stop that. They're still trying to keep peace. Um, what I think caused some of them to go to the dark side or leave the Jedi Order is they began to, they began to be, they, they became a tool of the Republic. And it's mentioned in a couple of episodes of the Clone Wars and some books that like now you're under the command of the Republic. So if the Republic says go, you gotta go. And that was also, I believe, what Luke was trying to tell Ray was that, you know, if you go there now, you won't be here in six months when the guys come back with a bigger army. If you look at Qui-Gon Jinn, he says there's always a bigger fish. Bring it back to the real world. If your little brother gets into a fight, he goes and gets you, the big brother. So what if that guy goes and gets his big brother? It just escalates and escalates. So the Jedi were more of a, let's just settle this here before it gets any worse. Um, and that, in my opinion, made them a great middleman for, uh, for the galaxy. Because they didn't want one person over another. They just wanted everybody to just live in harmony so they could get back to doing what they were doing. Um, so, so theoretically, that's kind of what led to their end in that they stopped sort of being the neutral party. And that's, and that's what Palpatine often accused them of, right? Is, or at least in the end was getting uh, uh, Anakin to start thinking is that they were, they were not neutral in, in all of this. That they, were, that they wanted you know, power. Yeah, and yes, mo they, more importantly, Anakin was being convinced that they were against him in particular. Because on one hand, you have the Jedi boasting him as being this powerful chosen one, but he feels confined because they're treating him like a child because he still is a child. He was like eight when he came to the Jedi Order and he was raised in the Jedi Order. And then he wants to, you know, he wants to drive the car, but he doesn't have his permit yet. You got to calm down. You got to, you know, know your place. You're here to learn. You're a part of this system now. Please learn the rules. Please act accordingly. And he's like, no, I, I can I can do this and I can do that. Let me do this. I've done great things so far. Why don't you trust me? And Palpatine knew that. And Palpatine knew that they didn't trust him. So he played on that. And he was, you know, encouraging him to use his feelings and, and, and really get into his power when the Jedi were trying to teach him restraint and control and focus, which is what worked for them. But at the same time, they were unable to see the darkness rising around them until it was too late. So, you know, you brought up Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss fell to the dark side because he, he created an attachment to a size of interest in the Dark, Decides, uh, dark Disciple book. And um, so good. that attachment was what really was was what was driving is, him away from his Jedi teachings. In the original canon, what drove him to the dark side was the fact that he woke up with no memory. So all his Jedi teachings of restraint, no attachment, 
focus were all gone. Interesting. So, was, so there was there was a whole arc for him prior to oh, ca- the can the new can. I got I got <laughs> to give you these comics. Oh, I'm yeah. a real Voss fan. Oh, I, I love me some Voss. Trust me. Yeah, well, in, in the original canon. Is that supposed he, to be but, him in, what is it, A New Hope? Episode 1. Oh, no, it's episode, episode one, 1, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, so, is it supposed to be him? Now, it, it, it was, re, it was re, it was retconned, re however they say it. They went back and said, yeah, that is him. Uh, the story of the character was uh, Lucas saw this background guy and said, I want to make a Jedi that looks like that. So, Quinlan Voss was created. Uh, the name came from uh, Lucas wanting to have the same type of cadence to name as Qui-Gon Jinn, Quinlan Voss. Yeah, Yay. that's going to be my guy. So in the, in his original comic line, issue number one, the first page, he wakes up in a burning room. And he has no idea how he got there. He doesn't even know who oh he God, is. Oh, God, everything's on fire. <laughs> exactly. So him having these abilities but not knowing why or who he is or the training kind of put him in the middle where he could go either way. And he, because of his missions later on, um, would, quote-unquote, bend the rules. You know, he would go undercover as a smuggler one time and have to beat somebody up to get information. He was like the undercover agent. That's how he was portrayed in the original comics. They kind of portray um, him like that a bit in the new canon, I think, too. Not yeah, as much, yeah, yeah, but he was, but definitely. Yeah, he, he was the like a, a rogue Jedi, if you would, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so, to sum it all up, I think a lot of the Jedi during the Clone Wars lost faith in what they were taught and the people who taught them that because they see that their actions didn't live up to the expectations that they had already built by being indoctrinated with this. You were to remain neutral, but why are we being like ordered over here now? And why are we supposed to take this side in this conflict because the Republic is telling us to? They weren't supposed to be slaves to the Republic. They were supposed to just maintain the order. See, I think that'd be some cool stories that they have yet to tell, which is how you know how the Jedi became came from being more like monk-like to becoming part of the system. You know, part of the Republic, really, because it, it you know just by just by the mere fact that they're part of the Republic and defending the Republic gives them sort of a political, you know, position. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as it were, and you know, and and it makes them just in not neutral, and and the theory, you know, the theory might be well, you know, the uh, the republic is is the right side, but it ends up being you know a little bit more ambiguous than that, as it always is. That's um, what I was saying before about like the politics of it all, where like it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it because. You know, you hear them say, oh, well, this is Jedi business, but then it's like, oh, no, this is, you know, this involves the Republic, and it's like that divide there is very... <laughs> yeah, if you watch uh, in episode one, uh, Qui-Gon flat out says, like, I didn't come here to free slaves. Like, I'm not getting involved in the slave trade. Like, yes, slavery is wrong, but this is out of my jurisdiction, so y'all gotta do you, and I'm <laughs> y'all do you. <laughs> you know? Y'all yeah. got this, right? And Paul, a part of Anakin's conflict in Episode Two, when he and Obi Wan's telling him to know his place, and he's going, you know, I I can I can do better than that. I can flush out, you know, the person because I'm that good at what I do, um, and not really, you know, seeing the big picture. Although I guess in a way it worked out, but certainly that was what Obi Wan was trying to teach him. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So the idea, I think, was for them to just remain neutral. And I think another reason that they tried to promote the no attachments is so you couldn't be blackmailed. 
you know, I have your your mother, Anakin. Now you got to do my bidding, which was what <laughs> the no attachment things was a part of. Like nobody wants to lose somebody that they care about or something that they care about, and that can be used against you. Uh, you know, if you're a, a powerful person, you know, blackmail is real in a galaxy, so let's not have any attachments, so you can't control me. But the the irony of the whole thing is they ended up being controlled by the republic that they try to maintain and, and preserve. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we're uh, getting towards the end of, of this podcast here, and uh, I wish I could tie this one into a little bit of a bow for us, but I'm not sure um, it was a resolved conversation. I feel like we were discussing it, but I don't know if we really discussed, you know, whether that's what it should be. Um, so maybe maybe we revisit this at some point, but uh, but it, nonetheless, it was a it, you know another uh, fun failed. conversation with you guys. <laughs> we, we, we we tried what? guys. We tried. <laughs> um, but but anyways, um, so before we wrap it up, let's uh, let's you know uh, say where everybody can find you on social media. Um, so Elena, where can everybody find you? Um, so you can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes. That's E L E N A. And the links to all my other social media is in my bio. What about you, Albert? You can find me on Instagram. I am CC underscore two, two, seven, nine, five. That's too hard to remember. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, write it down. Um, Rodney, what about you? I am Lord, L-O-R-D, underscore dread on Instagram. Cool. I still don't, I still don't really do the Instagram thing, <laughs> but if you want to get me, get me on Twitter, it's at BMTN1111. There you go, uh, Albert, just as, uh, random as yours. <laughs> well, not random, but you know what it is. Guys, as always, uh, awesome talking with you guys, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, do it again soon.